answer your damn phone. I know we call and spam people call and vendor people call and you don't want to answer your phone. You want to turn it off, especially those single owner operators when they're pushing the wand, uh, you know, or, or cleaning the roof. They don't want to pick up the phone. I get it. But if you don't pick up the phone, your chances of winning that job go down 60%. Because they're just going to call the next person on the list. So this is our first podcast that we're uh, laying out for you, and we hope uh, you guys will get a lot of benefit out of this. We're going to go over a deep dive on some of the features that we do. Today we're going to be talking about leads and leads management. But before we dive into all of that, we're going to take care of some business. Uh, Any kind of updates or news within Service Monster that you care about, we'll dive into that. I'd like to welcome my co-host here, Adam. Uh, we'll be swapping him out on occasion, but he'll be the default guy when we want to talk about features. He heads up the training department and uh, knows a lot about the trials and tribulations you guys go through in order to get Service Monster up and running. So welcome, Adam. Say hi. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Pleasure to be here. So um, I didn't even look at this. I already did my magic. That's good. Okay. Uh, releases. Do we have a date on that? When was 6.3.3? It was on the 19th. Okay, so the 19th we had a new release. And I'm looking at this list here. It was like 90% bugs. Yeah, were there any features? Yeah, the uh, the main features are kind of they're kind of coming out, right? They have the back-end support for the security roles, so kind of moving that forward, kind of getting the, the roadmap, so to speak, with those security roles, and then we'll work on the UI stuff afterwards. But just kind of letting the... People who are kind of hesitant, you know, coming from five to six, that's one of the big reasons, right? The, right. the security roles and so right. kind of letting them know that, hey, you know, that's one of the major things I wanted to highlight Because right now in six, all you can do is if you are a manager or an owner, right, the admin, um, if you're agents, we don't have you dialed in for six yet, which is where the, the usage of five is still coming from in some of those bigger organizations. So we're definitely aware of that and... Um, the the short version of that story goes like this. We're switching from roles to rules. And without going getting too geeky, we didn't want to just add the agents, super techs, and technicians availability into six um, because we're going for a new paradigm, which will allow for not only more better consistency across all of our platforms, but also give you guys the ability to create your own rules, uh, which is pretty cool. So you can spawn off another role and then select a couple different rules, and you're off and running. A big one would be like showing totals on technician, right? Made services is big for that. I'm sure I didn't clear that up as well as it could be if I were to take 15 minutes on it, but know that the, uh, the roles and rules will be available for six here you know, within the next month or two. Um, I want to make sure that it's right. We're going to test the hell out of it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they were laying some of the frown, groundwork there for the 6.3.3 release. Yeah. The other two things that kind of highlighted there, the activity screen stuff. Um, Ethan's been doing a ton of work there. You know, there's definitely some kind of bug fixes and things like that in there. But really just kind of wanted to highlight that because a lot of our six users aren't, you know, maybe aware that there's that change there, that panel view so if you go to your activities, you can see kind of a more streamlined view of breaking things down, taking notes on the fly. You don't have to have that grid view there. 
So that's really what I was kind of highlighting there. But yeah, most of that stuff is bug related, right? I think that's a good point. Maybe not a lot of people know that that activity panel is there. Like we have the activity list. And if you were a five user, we had this call list that I had built like back in 09. And if you were using that call list, the activity list in six really wasn't equivalent. It didn't allow you for rapid you know, calls and follow-ups uh, like five did. Um, this screen allows that. So it allows you to manage those activities in a rapid way. You can select all your open calls and then you can pile through them, track your progress. Um, I think the, the management of that screen is superior to the one in five now, which is kind of cool. Um, there, was some, there was some weirdness in the five version for sure. But uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go to your activities list in the upper right-hand corner. Um, you'll see a button that says panel view. You want to click on that. So, yeah. Yeah, the last thing I kind of wanted to highlight there was just kind of stuff related to the quick ad. You know, one of our major kind of new features that rolled out to, you know, about a month ago. And I went through that on the show, which I hope you guys were watching. Um, but really just managers now can see that toast message, toast message properly. Um, so they can actually, you know, do that whole kind of flying through that fast travel, as I talk about RPG speak, between the account, the order, the schedule, just kind of go through there. And you can resize the modal now without having to worry about when it resets. It's always, you know, centered. So you can have that full schedule up. You can see everything. You know, those are the two main things. I feel like they were holding that back from a couple of perspectives. So I just kind of wanted to highlight that. Yeah, very good. And, you know, there's like, I don't know, 30 or 40 track bug fixes that they did. Minor annoying things here and there that you guys are reporting on Smug on a regular basis. So we're definitely tracking those. Um, probably one podcast I'll invite one of the developers on and we'll talk about how bugs and features flow through Service Monster, so you can get an idea of that. Yeah. Yeah, good. If you guys want that full list, you know, it's on our blog, um, and we'll have that on the, the video link here, so you guys can always keep up to date there. Yeah, talk to me about um, your training schedule now. So you're doing these webinars, and they're more, instead of like what we used to call teletraining one and teletraining two, we're kind of being more specific now, right? We've got a 101 class that we're doing, um, marketing specific classes. Talk to us about that and what that schedule looks like and where they can find that info. Yeah, so we have a whole kind of onboarding landing page that I've uh, built. You can see a lovely video of me and, and my uh, cohort over there, Michael, and really just kind of goes through, maps out things that new users have to deal with, you know, goes through the initial setup. And we have a video that goes through that. And we also have live help. If you guys, you know, kind of need that little extra um, handholding there, we're more than willing to help. And then we hit, we break down kind of your basic day-to-day -day work, anyone in the office, right? So this is all desktop stuff. So owner operators, office managers, your day-to-day -day operations, how to work the schedule, right? Um, how to put jobs in, all that good stuff. And then we break it down into a sales side of things. So owner operators. And these are individual webinars. Indi individual trainings, right. yep, sorry. So these are all split off into their own training session where mm -hmm. I, you know, I screen share, everything's recorded, um, lots of good kind of feedback, interaction. Um, it's not always one-on-one. -on -one. Um, oftentimes there's, you know, two, three, four people in there. Right. But there's a lot of great kind of interaction between, you know, the different clients and or the different users I should say and just kind of because it's recorded um, you can always fall back on that right it's right. not just a phone call hang up and then 
all that just disappears down you know down memory lane. It's just gone. So where can they where can they find a link to the schedule? So it's it's on our landing page, which I think would be easiest if we just you know let them let the have the link on there. But servicemonster.net backslash onboarding. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, and of course we'll put a link up in the show notes so you guys can go. I mean, we should always have that link in the show notes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Smug. Yeah. So. Um, we kind of want to take this from the show. Uh, we really like, you know, featuring our smug users, seeing those questions, kind of bringing that to the to, to the forefront. So, well, let me take take a timeout for a second, and and if you don't know what smug is, it's the Service Monster User Group. Uh, it's a Facebook group. It's a secret group. It's invite only. Uh, you've got to be a Service Monster user. You've got to be approved. Um, and when you leave Service Monster, we we're pretty diligent about kicking your ass out. Um, but it's a spot where it's kind of, you know, you can talk with other Service Monster users. Um, you can get an idea of how other people are using the system. You can report uh, bugs and features in a very easy and quick way, and, and we'll get those logged and maybe even have a conversation with you about them. Um, it's kind of stream of consciousness into my brain. If you're not following me directly on any social platform, then you can use that to get a hold of me um, and, you know, kind of poke at something you might need as a business owner, um, not making any promises about how we get that stuff in. Keep in mind, it's a, it's a big ship and we have thousands and thousands of users who are all making requests. Uh, and some of them are more important than others. We, we kind of wait those out. So smug is a place to go to do that. So what we'll do here is pull a couple smug posts that we found relevant for the week that we can kind of riff on. So Perfect example of everything that Joe just said there is this uh, from Paul earlier this week, um, noticing some kind of some slowdown issues uh, that it's been feels like it's been building up over a little time period. Um, just asking why sometimes he's getting this a spinning wheel and what maybe what might be going on. And you kind of replied to him and you and David, uh, if you just kind of want to go down what you guys uh, found out there and what's being kind of addressed. Yeah. So. Um Obviously, no no excuses, but uh, education is important, right? This stuff is ridiculously complex. Um, you're communicating with multiple servers when you make a request. And uh, right now we have this renegade process that we're not sure when and where it happens, but it eats a machine. It'll just bring it down. Um, and then you have a five to ten minute recovery period. And during that time, we're using less machines and so they're handling more requests per machine, and so you slow down. Um, and after the five or ten minute window when those uh, machines recognize they're down and then spin up a new one, then, uh, then everything is good again. If you are a larger database, if you have, let's say you have 15 trucks on your schedule, right, and you've got 10 years of history, um, then your experience is going to be significantly slower than others. David's been tracking logs. We've turned logging on and end to end so we can see everything that's going on. Um, and we've seen the behavior. We've seen the fingerprints, but we haven't yet identified the specific process. Chances are it's a single line of code and then everything's fine. But we finding that code sometimes is like a needle in a haystack. Um, again, smug to the rescue. About the same time this occurred, because it's random, it only happens a couple times a week. Sometimes on bad days, you'll see it a couple times a day. 
But um, someone posted a kind of at the same time a problem with leads, which I didn't know existed. Like every once in a while, leads will just go on spin of death, and then you get the little explosion. And for about five or ten minutes, you can't access your leads list. Uh, and then it comes back up. Hmm, sounds familiar. And so David's chasing that down now to hopefully refine it down to that lead pipeline. And uh, we can figure out what's going on. I mean, we're running a million and a half, two million lines of code at this point. So, uh, you know, the systems are very responsive, very effective. ChemDry's got some smoothing to do for sure, but we made some um, changes, what was it, three months ago yep. that made massive differences to to everybody. And so we're continually squeezing down more and more and more to make this stuff more responsive and faster and faster as we go. So that's what the logging is all about. And then, yeah, smug posts, like keeping us informed on what's going on. Yep. Good stuff. So the next post uh, comes from... Uh, Jarrell had a, a tech app suggestion uh, kind of related to a job completion, invoicing orders, and really just making sure that uh, technicians kind of know what they're doing. And this is one of those scenarios where it's just kind of a, there isn't a perfect one size fits all, right? Some um, operations, they're invoicing in the office. Some operations want them to invoice out in the field. And uh, I remember sitting down with Brian. I know Brian talked with you about it too, about just kind of knowing what kind of button press is going to show what on that home page, right? Like what for the technician means complete, kind of looking at that check mark and just kind of things like that so that he knows if we invoice the rug pickup earlier, if we're just dropping it off, he still needs to do the drop off, right? right. And so, Well, I mean, I mean, again, pulling back here a little bit to his, um, his confusion or his frustration or his wish, um, right now Service Monster processes jobs based off the order level. So once the order is invoiced and paid, it considers the order complete. And in technician right now, that done button, that little checkbox that allows you to know that you did your work for the day, um, it's based off the order. And so even if you have more than one job, you pick up, a drop off, a do the work, a do the estimate, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 jobs on the thing, right? Um, if you have a longer project, multiple days and so forth. When is done on each one of those individual tasks? And so, yeah, I think that, you know, we need to, pulling the engineering team, we sit down and, and smooth out that feature set so that from a technician point of view, you're completing the, the job, uh, even if that means filing the invoice or simply I picked up the rug from Mrs. Jones, right? Yep. I've completed this job, so now I can move forward. And then in the office, completion means something else. Right? They could be done with the order. You could have build it and gotten payment and everything's hunky-dory and then they call you back two weeks later and you got to send out somebody for at least take a look for a rework uh and and they should in the field go i'm not done then i'm done and not i'm done wait i haven't done it yet yeah <laughs> right it just doesn't make any sense yeah good the thing really to highlight here too is a drill had a ton of screenshots it really kind of dove down into exactly what he was talking about and the more detail, the better. The when, better. Yeah. Please. That is a point of contention. It's broke. What the? What does that even mean? Like, no, that's not going to work. If you send us something and you say, my service monster's not working, then guess what? It's going to stay broke because we have no idea how to fix it. We don't know what your experience is. Everybody has a different experience. I understand that a lot of people sit in front of the computer and they'll like click something and be like, how can they not know about this? Everybody must be experiencing this issue. And the answer to that question is no. 
No, 8,500 users, 10 of them experience this one specific issue. A lot of times it's data, but uh, sometimes it's the program, and we know about those pretty quick. But don't assume anything and feed us as much data as possible. We're always, little, we're always listening, and it's not a wasted effort. So don't feel like you're going to spend 10 minutes kind of typing out what your experience was, and it's going to go nowhere. We're going to take that information. We're going to make a tracker out of it, and then it'll be off and running. So this last one is from our favorite smug user. This one actually <laughs> came from uh, Joe himself um, talking about Zapier, and there was a lot of... Wait, Adam, what's Zapier? Well, we're going to get into that in just a sec. Okay. It's going to be great, Joe. Um, Zapier, now, I'll, you know, I'm just going to let you talk about that for a second here, but the post brought to light that there were a lot of questions asking exactly that. What is Zapier? What does this mean? What's an API? I don't understand what's going on here. What is a Zap? And I thought this would be kind of a perfect kind of transition to what we wanted to talk about really for our main topic today about right. lead management, lead acquisition, and things like that. And so I think this is based on your time, you know, talking about API connections to carpet cleaners, pressure washers, et cetera. Um, let's kind of dive into, you know, the process of acquiring leads and how Zapier ties into that and why we're making such a big push into this. Yeah, and I would even take a step back for a second. Let's say, you know, at a whole, what are we really talking about in Service Monster and for your service business? So the first is this concept of lead capture, right? You have a form somewhere. You have an email thing somewhere. You're on Facebook with, you know, and you're on Twitter and you're generating ads and people type in information, name, address, phone number, hit me up, I want service. So you can have all these different sources where lead information is coming to you. And some people will you know, get emails and some people will just pick up the phone and, and handle the call. But if you're not systematized about how you handle your leads, you will lose them. Or even worse, your competitor will get it because you weren't quick enough and you weren't systematized enough to process that lead. The second part is lead management. If you've got lead capture taken care of and it's coming into a CRM and you're getting your notifications and you know all that stuff, then what do you do after the lead drops into the system? So we can kind of talk about both those. But from a high-level point of view, there's a lot of ways to put leads in the service monster. Um, I would say the easiest way is this concept that we have called web forms. So if you go to the marketplace and service monster and look up web forms, uh, you can configure it in a number of ways. And what this does is it puts either a form or a button on your website so that when users show up, they can request service or request info or however you want to set it up. You can even display your calendar for available times, which will allow the user to kind of pick their best time if you're doing estimates or if you're going to go out and do the work after a telephone call. It's just going to lock down that appointment, right? So when you configure it via a button, when you click on that button, it goes to our website. Not a great experience, but it's the way that most of our competitors handle it. It's good for SEO for us. So I would love for you to use the button, but it's not required, right? And, and as a coach, I would say it's not going to be your best implementation. It's going to be your easiest one for sure. 
You just copy and paste this little button and you're good to go. The next way is a form. So you can actually take a form and paste it into your website. Now, for your users, their experience is they stay on your website and then they can fill out the form and then they can ship that data. That data then goes directly into Service Monster's lead bucket. Uh, you also can get emailed and texted and all that fun stuff. So you get notifications that, hey, I've got a lead and I got to take care of it. Uh, and we're working in Mobile Pro to make sure that it's very apparent too that you need to jump on the lead. So that's web forms. And again, that's in the marketplace. Fairly easy to configure. You need some technical chops once you're going to copy and paste that code out and put it on your website, or you can give it to your web developer. The next level up from that, because you know, I went through this exercise, we just exchanged, you know, changed out our CRM. Service Monster has been using a homegrown CRM up until six months ago for 15 years. Okay. It wasn't, it, it was, it was antiquated internally and we were missing a handful of features that we were going to get. So I went on this journey where I started looking for a CRM for Service Monster. And one of the hardest things to deal with was this concept of a lead capture form to the point where there's been companies that have sprouted up all over the place, click funnels and, you know, uh, there's, there's pipe pop-ins for WordPress and all kinds of ways. And Michael and I were tearing our hair out for a week because Zoho, the CRM we went to, they didn't have twelve hundred bucks a month, guys. You check on that. You don't want to go from Service Monster to Zoho, just FYI. Uh, you, you would think that Zoho, a company of that magnitude, would have a kick-ass web form solution. They don't. Service Monster blows them away. <laughs> it cracked me up. But what we had to do is we had to use Zapier. We had to go to the next level, and so Service Monster actually provides this option as well. So you can pick up a host of form technology that you can snap into WordPress. You can come from a handful of different places. And as long as that vendor is in Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, then you'll be able to take that lead information from their form on your site and dump it directly into Service Monster. It provides a connection point between those two apps. So data can flow freely from that app to the other, but you don't have to connect them up in like our marketplace or tell that other product about it. So Zapier's this very cool go-between where if we don't hook up with them directly, chances are pretty good that you can go to Zapier and get hooked up. For instance, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Zapier, grab your Facebook forms, leads input as a trigger, and then ship that directly into Service Monsters lead acquisition pipeline. And it's really, you know, just a few clicks. Technical skill level, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, it's not a level one or level two for sure. Um, but, you know, the docs are pretty easy. If you understand how basic information flows in a database, then you can you can work it out. If not, then uh, maybe your kid next door who plays Minecraft will help you out. And then the third level is what's known as an application programming interface or API. You can just think of this as a developer's toolkit. This allows developers to talk to Service Monster data directly. And so uh, now you're going to, you're, this is level four tech, right? So somebody's going to have to be a decent web developer 
and be able to write JavaScript and consume what are known as web APIs, uh, which if this is all Greek to you, that's fine. You're not going to need to know it, but your web developer would. And if you were really ambitious, you could do some real damage with that web API. I mean, you could do custom orders and all kinds of stuff. So that gives you full access to the entire pipeline. So that's kind of the lead capture side of the equation, right? Then we've got lead processing side. So in Service Monster, of course, you have your lead list. When leads pop in, their notification pipeline, so you know what's going on, and you can immediately take a look at the lead. So I think one point of confusion people have in is what that lead list is really for, because well, I, th I think we kind of made a mistake in the development side of it. I didn't know, but they put in activities against leads in the organic pipeline. That was really supposed to only go to enhance. Because a lead is a temporary bucket. If you're hooked up to all these different places where leads are just pouring in, then you're gonna get junk, right? Especially if you turn off that little Camtasia, I am not a, screw it, I am a robot. Like, that's what I, I want that button. I'm a freaking robot, fine, I'll admit it. Anyway, so if they're looking at that and they're just pouring in data and it's all junk, right? Uh, you wanna not have that in your database. So the leads list is a bucket. It allows you to say, yes, that's good. I accept that lead, which will then convert it into an account. Or you could say, nah, and dismiss this lead. This is junk. And it just kind of goes away. And you can look at it in your lead to kind list, but it doesn't kind of move into your account list and then go from there. And then, of course, opportunities are a whole other thing. We'll, we'll do a sales podcast at one point, too, I'm sure. But that's kind of the nuts and bolts of that that whole process and we're um, our API is very extensive you can build a replica a service monster on top of that developer toolkit which is kind of cool uh, I would like to see someone do something like that <laughs> I know people have built their own web apps on top of that API which has been amazing to see uh, there was a gentleman I can't remember his name he built it for his rug plant he built a little handler for his rug plant that that worked great for him so you need some dev chops in order to work that out. The Zapier API connection is um, is a growing library. And each action or uh, trigger is called a zap. And so when we say, you know, we're adding more zaps, that's what we mean. We're adding more points of contact. Right now you can ship a lead into Service Monster. You can ship an account into Service Monster. And you can ship a payment to Service Monster. And I'm working on triggers. So if you're in the know of Zapier, you know there's actions and triggers. We have some actions, the ones I just mentioned, but we have no triggers currently. However, I just finished coding the pipeline, which will allow developers to trigger on changes where a new account is added or a new order, a new job, a new lead, uh, a new payment, and then updates and deletes to all of those objects. Looks like we have a Facebook question. Michael asks if we already had a podcast. Oh, um, we have a place for a podcast and we were doing the ask as a podcast. So we were taking our ask audio and making a podcast out of it. And it, that had the show too. Um, but obviously if it's not podcast first, then nobody really cares that much about it because you guys consume that content. So this will continue to go on that. You can see it on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look up Service Monster, all one word, uh, and you can see it there. So, yeah, thanks for the question.
So yeah, we're going to take this podcast thing a lot more seriously now. I think after thinking about what the ask needed to become, I was really um, struggling with the next evolution. And then you had brought up podcasts and I was just like, oh my God, if, if we're podcast first, then we can go so much deeper with our content. And then the, Justin can cut up the video however he wants to. That's during a marketing. We'll talk about our, uh, our strategy there. We'll do a marketing podcast with Michael. I think the important thing there is we just didn't want to take the cameras off these beautiful faces. Right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did I break that down? Yeah. Uh, lead pipeline? Yeah, I think uh, really just taking everything that uh, Joe just said, I keep wanting to turn to the camera and just focus <laughs> on you. Um, you guys can think of Zapier as just kind of this big holding ground bubble. And on one end, it's looking at service monster. That's that's what we care about, right? The the in and the out. The other end is just kind of going through all these other integrations that Hundreds they have. Hundreds and thousands yeah, of apps. Yeah. So many So apps. many apps. You know who's not in there, though, just to set the expectation correctly? There's Yelp, Angie's List, Home Advisor. None of those lead generation companies are shipping leads to Zapier. Really? I was totally blown away by that. Interesting. That's, it's got to be a conscious decision, right? Yeah. I mean, they're fighting you guys on the SEO front. You guys know how I feel about freaking lead generation companies anyways. Hate them. Don't do it. Like build your own brand, you know, build your own SEO. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to use them, then you should be able to get the data shipped wherever you want, right? Yeah. So that kind of pissed me off. But, yeah. So let me know as soon as they pop in. Like if, if one of them starts to show up, then uh, somebody send me a message. So I think there's one quick question I wanted to ask you um, before I kind of go into some of the stuff that they can do in the system, you know, to manage these, is what is kind of the uh, timeline, like as far as what makes a, a hot lead hot and like oh god, what starts that timer, that yeah, clock? And this is something I've had to work with our own sales team too, right? Um, managing those expectations. Of, it's instant, first of all. Like for every, I can't remember the stat, but for like every half a, if you don't catch it live so that's first F- answer your damn phone <laughs> i know we call and spam people call and vendor people call and you don't want to answer your phone you want to ter- turn it off especially those single owner operators when they're pushing the wand uh you know or, or cleaning the roof they don't want to pick up the phone i get it but if you don't pick up the phone your chances of winning that job go down 60 percent they're just going to call the next person on the list. So if they're a referral, they might wait for you, leave a message, and then you call them back fine. But, man, you got to be hot to trot on those guys. So if someone fills out, goes to your website, though, and fills out a form, there's an expectation there of time delay, which I think is an interesting psychology anyways because you have this on all these platforms and different devices. Like what is the etiquette behind a proper response time on a text versus a Facebook message? versus an email message, versus a phone call, right? I would put lead at the top of the damn list of all of them. It's as soon as humanly possible. So when you hear that chime with like, ding, man, you need to call Mrs. Jones before she's off your site, right? Um, when we first started, this is hilarious, We put, uh, I put a bug tracker in the software that immediately emailed me directly when an error occurred and then information about the user and all that stuff. And I would pick up the phone and I would call them within minutes of receiving that error, if, especially if it was one I had yet to track down. Like, what are you doing? 
Where are you? Where are you in service monster? They're like, what? They totally freaked them out until they got it. And they were like, holy shit, that's amazing customer support. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to squish bugs, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to squish bugs. So, uh, so yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> just really trying to hone in on the fact that you need to hop on these leads fast. Fast. And that's that's what we're trying to accomplish fast. here. Fast. Shows in service monster. Fast. Um, you get that notification. You accept or decline it, and you're you're, you're hitting them like you're That's calling right. them. You're you're following up. That's why it's going to be a, a hot button on uh, Mobile Pro too, right? So that when you're out in the field and you see it, you can just bap bap, and then you can look at it, and then you can take action from there: call, text, whatever, or uh, you just decline it and move about your day. Right. Yeah. So I think really. Um we can kind of tie this in and maybe I can take over for a second just kind of how to how to make best use of these you know how to manage that um, take all the things that you just said you know these great you know lead acquisition sources and work them through service sponsor right yeah so well I mean I've got questions since you train these people all the sure. time like what are the biggest hurdles that what's the Setting it up, right? It's 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 daunting if you've never done it and you're hearing about us talking. You're like, I want to capture leads on my website. And, and yes, I will process them as quickly as possible. How do I do that, Adam? So what's the biggest hurdle between I've heard this thing that Joe was talking about. I think it's a good idea. I see why they did the development on it. How do I make use of it in my business? Because I think it's that bridging that gap. Like, oh, but I'm not a tech guy, right? That's why you guys pay us. So how easy did we make it for them? How, what's the biggest hurdle? Well, the biggest hurdle is to answer your phone when I call you to help you with this. No, um, <laughs> the, the biggest hurdle is really, you mention it all the time, taking that step to work on the business, even if it means you know that they're delaying something else for that small bit of time. If, if you guys don't go through that first step, none of, this, none of the rest of this matters. Um, Really, I think sometimes when you go into the marketplace and look at the integrations as a whole, you know, eyes start to glaze over and they're just like, I don't understand software integration. I don't know what I'm looking for. And we always start with the help videos, right, and things like that. But the main thing is just kind of start with the web form, start with something basic, put that on. Literally, it's just copying that code with the setup. And focus on Zapier later. You know the API stuff. Definitely put that on on the back end. Unless you have a friend. Who's unless you have that. a dev person, right. then you can just cross API off the list. Yep. And then if you are not, if you don't consider yourself a, you know, somewhat technically aware, like I'm not saying you know how to have to know how to code or know how the internet works, um, but if you are good at administration tasks, like you know how to you know, turn your Windows 10 on and so forth, um, then then you might want to look at Zapier. If you do your own website development or development like in WordPress or Wix or something like that, a copy and paste from web forms is going to be your best bet. It's mobile friendly and all that stuff. And if you even struggle with that, then just put the button on there and let our forms handle it. Looks like we've got another question from Facebook. Yeah. Sean asks if there's any chance on integrating Square as another credit card processor. Yes, yes. So right now we're kind of focused on the integration for leads, but um, we want to continue to increase our merchant connection. Uh, Square is next on the list. 
Stripe is current and it's complete. Authorize.net is current, but we're not doing credit card storage currently. Is that correct? And I know Matt, is, our developer, is working on that. And when he's finished with that portion, then we'll be moving to Stripe development and integration. Absolutely. I want to make as many providers available as we can. I mean, I'd like to put PayPal and, you know, Facebook, you know, all that kind of stuff in there. I'm not sure how that would work yet. I haven't looked at the dev behind it. But, uh, yeah, give you guys choices. So it's definitely in the pipeline. Cool. Thanks for the question. So getting the web forms on there is kind of step one, but I don't necessarily know if it's the biggest hurdle um, because really the follow-up, like as far really? as... Yeah. You think their follow-up game is worse than their tech game? Well... You heard it here on the Service Monster Show. It's mostly because the the tech game is so small with that, that first kind of tiptoeing in with the web form, right? You can literally watch my webinar. They can watch a two-minute video. Click and forget it. Yep. And then it's done. And then it's done. That, that is the beauty of it, right? Yep. Once you're set up, you're done. It's just going to be pouring stuff in. Yep. Yeah. Now, if we're talking Zapier, we're talking API, obviously that's- Dev time and all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But it's the kind of keeping track and keeping up to date. And I go through a lot of these in, in the training process and really kind of see uh, how people are using, you know, tracking these activities, the follow-ups. And things like that and a lot of them don't utilize some of the drip campaign features we can do we can set up call lists for ourselves <laughs> you're being generous because you know what the you know what the number one biggest complaint of service monster is right i wish i would have started this sooner yep the number two biggest complaint we hear about service monster is i don't nearly use it to its capabilities and so we that's what this show's kind of about really helping deep dive into those features and and really get you guys set up to move it. But back to chastising them about their follow-up game. Uh, of course. I'm, I'm not <laughs> chastising anyone, so you guys call in. Just um, no, it's Adam at servicemonster.net. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it's going to be a fun week on the phones next week, I can already tell. Um, no, and really just to piggyback really quickly off of what you just said there, it kind of ties into that whole bit I was just saying. Like, take that. Take that little bit of time. Doesn't have to be, you know, a full day. Just take that hour or two. Just work on one feature. You know, give us a call if you have any issues with it. You know, watch one of our videos if you have any issues with it because we really are here to help you grow. Like, that's our main goal. That's it. That's the game. And, you know, I train this stuff. Uh, our, our support staff under, understands, you know, what, what we're training, what we're trying to help you guys with. And so, yeah, that's really, I think, the, the biggest goal is that time period of just focusing on if I do this one thing it's automated and it'll help me grow and it'll help me you know on, on the marketing front on the lead front whatever yeah but that's a that's kind of a larger open-ended question there so as far as the follow-up goes as chastise I think is a hard word but really just making sure that you have some sort of activity going whether you have created it in the drip campaign format with a call list whether you're using the leads list uh, well, not really what it was for. It was designed for. But if you're using there, if you're using just your activity list with our new panel view, uh, which Ethan sitting back over here actually helped design, whatever that happens to be, have an activity that is rolling for reminders for yourself to call, email, text, Facebook, tweet them, whatever it's going to take to you know get that fast, right? Because you said it, that that clock is ticking, yeah, right away. Got to get on that lead, guys. 
if you want to close it, you know, if you don't care about growing your business or pulling in more money or landing more jobs, and you can just let them go. I've met dudes like that too. It's like I got enough work. I don't need to answer that phone. It must be nice. Of course, he doesn't want more texts either, right? That's the flip side of that coin. Very good. All right, we we're we're on forty minutes, man. Really? Yeah. It's just flying by. It is. So I think we should be wrapping up here. Uh, do you have any final words of wisdom that you want to drop? Um, I think just take those notes and your notes are your friend, right? That's the whole point of a CRM is to keep track of your customers and build that relationship, right? And so this falls directly into Customer that. Customer relation management. And so I guess my kind of follow-up thing to that is just, you know, let us know if you're having issues there and we'll show you how to do that. As long as you promise that you're going to take that time and you're going to answer that phone when, you know, when I call you out. Very good. All right. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. And uh, thank you for paying attention. We do appreciate it. And uh, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, so you can find us there. We're going to try to uh, sh- live stream this on Service Monster at 3 o'clock on Friday Pacific every week. So we would invite you there for your live questions. And I'm sure you'll see a uh, little snippets and clips out of this stuff for uh, months to come. So have a great night, guys. Enjoy. Take care, guys.